to you with the natural goodness of Viridian Nutrition, available at Browns. I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I talk to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers, sportsmen and women, politicians, businessmen and women, and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Today is the beginning of Advent here on The Interviewer. And in the next four shows, I'm going to be focusing on getting you in the right mood for Christmas or not. I have four brilliant guests on the interview who'll be sharing their thoughts and opinions on this holiday season and a few funny stories, no doubt, and much more. And I'm kicking off with the only regular guest on the interviewer, Tazara Saliba Camilleri, Saliba Camilleri. <laughs> Young Tez, how are you? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we go any further, I do, of course, have to mention and congratulate you because for anyone who doesn't know, who's been under a rock in a far-flung pace where there is no social media, you're pregnant I with am. a large boy mango. I do have a quite a big belly because I'm six months. <laughs> I'm due in March. So, but am, yeah. I, am I right in saying that it's a, he's it's a, a mango? He's, he's No, he's not a mango. Is he a mango? Yes, he's he a, is mango. a mango. I he's did mango. my research. You did, you did. He's a mango. <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know, right now. that's because there is a, a site that uh, shows you how large your... It's an app, but yes, you can do it on a site in reality. But yes, I have an app I went on to my a website. phone. Oh, you have the app on your phone? Yes, and every week it kind of gives me the details of what size he is or when which vegetable he is exactly and, and he starts off he well of, of fruit because he started off as a poppy seed <laughs> yes. next week he's going to be a corn on the cob pero yes oh sorry was i not meant to tell you it's okay i look forward to my fridays uh, i've got questions about christmas because we are okay. doing a christmas advent countdown here on the interview yes we are i know you're going to ask me at some point if the christmas tree is up and let me just dive right in no! and tell you okay it is, just FYI, not by me, because I am a Halloween lover. So I took down the Halloween decorations and Dave was like, ah, so it's Christmas time now. And I'm like, if you want it to be. Tess, I feel like I want to stop this right now. <laughs> Why? I'm the perfect guest. There's Christmas spirit in my home, <laughs> thanks to my husband. In November? <laughs> yes, and it's been up for about two weeks, so. In October? <laughs> was it October? Yes, but 15th. I would say, when was Halloween? You know when and Halloween uh, 31st, is? 31st of October. Uh -huh. Halloween ended, and then the Christmas decorations went up. Literally, that's how it goes. So I feel like this first question is completely irrelevant, irrelevant. because I'm going to say, are you a Christmas fan? Are you not fast? Or are you Call Me Back in January? Um, obviously, the Christmas vibe is created by Dave. Okay, not me. If it were up to me, this is Dave, your husband. For Dave, anybody my husband, who doesn't know. yes. So if it not were some up... random person off the street no. that you found a I, spare room for. I like this man. <laughs> I will keep him around. Um, he gives me snacks very often, which I'm really grateful for. Snacks. <laughs> yes, he's putting them in like every so hand. Confess that when you just dragged off the street. As long as he gives you snacks, you're fine. You're like, no, I don't care. No. Dave, Bob, no, Jim. No, no. I married him. He's the father of my baby. This is him. Okay, this is not just anybody. <laughs> 
He's my life partner. But you love him for his snacks. I love him for his snacks because I certainly don't love him for his affection. He's just, ma. I don't know if anybody out there can relate to this, but you really have to beg that guy to hold your hand or give you a cuddle. And I come from a household, oh my God, we're so deviating, but I come from a household that gives cuddles every second of the day. Yes, yes, Okay, so we are deviating from the theme for a second, but there's the five love languages. He can't be good at all of them. He's not good at none of them, but... <laughs> oh, he gives you snacks. He gives oh, gifts. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, well, gifts, we are particularly snacks. I mean, that's the way to my heart, through my stomach. So I he's say no right. more. <laughs> I'm assuming, in which case, that you're a big Christmas fan. I'm not, a, I'm not as big as him. He really loves Christmas, uh, but we're not interviewing Dave for interviewing me. <laughs> um, I like Christmas. I'm not going to say I don't. Um, I just don't... I, sometimes I think that the magic of it gets lost in the materialism of everything. Sorry, can you stop? Just listen, answer the question I ask you. Not the rest of the questions. So just Otherwise, yes, no. this is going to be the shortest <laughs> episode of the interview ever. As if it's ever short with me. I always have to edit crap out. <laughs> I say no more. That's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, I would, uh, no, I'm not a call me in January. I like the buzz of Christmas and I have nieces and nephews and children, I think, make it the, all the more exciting. This one is particularly special because <laughs> it's another question I'm answering. <laughs> Tez, let me come back I to... I didn't, I Tez, don't know them. <laughs> Tez, here is the question. <laughs> okay. Are you a Christmas fan, not fast, or call me back in January? I'm a Christmas fan. Okay. Okay, wait. I'm in between not fast and a Christmas fan. You remember we used to do on radio that quick fire question round? This is it. Useless. <laughs> You'd be useless. <laughs> you didn't train me well enough on air <laughs> with that. What can I say? <laughs> it's going to be an hour-long podcast. Ah. I want to start with a real crucial question, which you have just answered, but when does the tree go up in the Saliba house? <laughs> <laughs> right Obviously, after Halloween. After Halloween. Obviously, way too early. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, let me ask. I mean, I'm wearing a T-shirt and uh, it's not Christmas time. It's You're not even outside. wearing a T-shirt. You're wearing a vest top. It's true, and a shirt on okay, top. But let me ask you, in the house that you grew up in, yeah. when did the Christmas tree go up? Um, it depends. It, it, it used to depend on my mom and when they actually got down to getting things off, you know, the, the shelves in the garage and all of that. But it was definitely in December and definitely before Christmas and Christmas Eve. So It'd be a bit useless if it was after Christmas. There are people that do that. What put trees up after Christmas. Or they just don't bother, you know. But there was about three years where, where I didn't, didn't have a bother. Christmas tree. I didn't bother. Um, I lived on my own. What's the point in putting a tree up for you and the dog? Oh, I suppose. But, um, for example, a friend of mine, they always host New Year's. So they don't put up the Christmas tree until they host New Year's. Christmas, it's in the title, Mushek. Christmas tree. Mushek. What can I say? Not a New Year's tree? Yes, Mushek. it's a Christmas tree. My mum would put it up, I think, beginning... You know when You know when there's a public holiday in Christmas? 13th of December. There's one on the 8th as well, no? Oh, my word, I was aiming for the 13th. I think it was either the 8th or the 13th, so probably... Can we just go with the 13th? I think it was the 13th. Yeah, just, let's just be sensible. Because I, I think... I like it, Mum, I don't want to... <laughs> I think on the 8th, <laughs> they'd bring them down from the garage, and then on the 13th, they would um, put it all together. Next question. Okay. What is your earliest memory of Christmas? I remember fighting with my sister over who's going to put the star at the top of the tree, which was such a big deal. Now it's just like, just put the freaking star and get on with your day. But it was such a big deal back then, I, I think, when you're kids. So. I also remember noticing my mom's handwriting 
pretending to be Santa, and I and that's when I realized, you know, one plus one, this is mummy's handwriting. Well, you see, now you've answered another question because I was going to ask you when did, when I... did you stop believing in Santa? How I, old were you? I think I was about nine. That's but quite old. That is quite old, yes. I think I think they try to keep the magic alive a little bit for me. I'm the youngest but of four siblings. But do you siblings. think it's the magic of keeping Father Christmas alive, or is it just blatant lying to your children? I don't think it's lying, no. I don't think it's lying. I think it is. there is a magic to it. <laughs> oh, no, this Lies! Is like, this is like the tooth fairy. Oh, I'm not sweet. Oh, it's sweet. It's children's innocence. It's cute. Okay, so we've got you... F finding out that Father Christmas doesn't exist because you saw your mum's handwriting at the age of nine. So I think I was about nine, nine years old, yes. She must have very distinctive handwriting. Very much so. Or your mum is not that bright. Because would you not just change to the left hand and write? I would have hand? done that, yes, or, or type it out. I or love something. your mum, and I'm not. That's it's <laughs> <laughs> your second bot. Your mum's going to come around my house. She's going to run me over or something. And be like, "Have you forgotten? We invited you over." Because <laughs> no. I spent Christmas with you, you and your have, family for yes. a couple of years, and my in-laws. Yes, indeed. She makes the best potatoes. My my cunyata. Can you stop answering all of the questions, oh, please? <laughs> I don't know how I'm guessing them, though. I don't, she never tells me, guys, okay? I never know what she's going to ask me, which freaks me out a little bit because I can't prepare. But go on. Why, thank you. Thanks. Is that, that's all right, is it? It's, yes, okay, it's thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want you to, to carefully choose some single words for the answer to this question. What does Christmas mean to you? And I'm going to give you an example. Family, faith... Presence. Cinnamon. That was probably the most obscure answer. Carry on, yes? I don't... When I smell cinnamon, to me, it just means Christmas. When I smell ginger as well, it just means Christmas. Um, I would say family, yes, but I don't... I don't only see my family in Christmas. I'm lucky, in a sense, that I see my family every other week, Tess, you can know? I stop you a second? Uh-huh. Single words. Uh, we, oh, that's hard, though. Pardon me. <laughs> Very hard. I'm going to definitely have to... Um, My single word is cinnamon. Full stop. You, you, not just one word. You can choose other words as well. I would say family, but... I mean, it's not particularly different to any other... One word! Uh -huh, but I'm explaining. One Go. word! Just I'm one explaining. word! Jeez! It's not particularly different... Every other week, like yesterday, my family and I were Let me, hanging out. What does Christmas mean to you? One word answers only. So far, we've Christmas got family holidays. and cinnamon. That's two words, Tez. Christmas holidays. <laughs> I said it fast. It doesn't count. <laughs> holidays. Okay. We've holidays. Got, we've got to question four <laughs> and I'm, I'm seriously <laughs> thinking that I'm going to have anaphylactic <laughs> shock. <laughs> so, holidays. Uh-huh. Okay. Anything else? Um... Port. Well, I'm pregnant. I can't drink it. Oh yes, but, of course. Mold uh, wine. I know. I can't drink that either. Okay. But um, uh -huh. I I like I like gatherings. You know, Christmas time normally gets people together. But again, I mean, I try and do that all year round. I don't like okay. to limit it just to Christmas. We're going to move on because there's no way that you can actually answer with just one word. Sophia, no, no, your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, your Christmas, you've been married how long? Uh, 2019, 2021. Okay, two years. Mm -hmm. So you've been married today of two years. Who cooks? I do. Who shops? David. Wow. I hate the supermarket. 
I, I did not. Do you know I really didn't know this about you? Oh, I hate it. We were suddenly, you know, having known each other for years and years. We were suddenly bonding over our hate of shops. No, no. I cook. I like to cook. I hate doing the dishes and I hate doing the shopping. So I do the bulk of it. The bulk of it. Don't know. To me, the worst is the shopping and the washing of the dishes. So I would way much rather cook. So, so let's well let's talk about your speciality, food for a second. Ah, so now because... this is something I can delve <laughs> right into. Yes. So you you mentioned your kenyatta. Yes. Which is your mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. That's right. Okay. Carmen and you said... Sita. Her name is Carmen, but I don't like her Carmen. I call her Carmen Sita. You mentioned about potatoes. Yes. Oh. Now, for me, I'm English, mm-hmm. and so my Christmas food traditions are very. Very different, very, very different to what we have in the UK. Okay, so what's your tradition? Um, It would be angels on horseback. All right. You know what they are? Liver. Tiny little sausages wrapped in bacon. All right. No livers. Sometimes they do it with liver, no? No. Okay, I thought they did. Not that I'm aware of. I like it when it's dates wrapped in bacon. That's really lovely. Okay, Uh, roast potatoes. uh, You'd probably have some stuffing in there. You'd have. Now, different families choose a different meat. We always had beef. It was the one opportunity right. for us to have beef. So we might have roast potatoes, stuffing, Probably beef. Probably have a veg of sorts. Veg, or yeah. All this sort of... Those horrible palava. ones, what are they called? Oof. Brussels sprouts. Yeah, man. I didn't know you didn't like Brussels sprouts. They are vile. They are possibly the worst, worst creation on the universe. They are so bad. Oh my God, they're so bad. You can cover them in anything and they're still bad. You can cover them I in ducks. I'm going to just challenge bag. you on this because we both happen to know a chef called Stefan Hogan. Yes, who Stefan. Who has come on my radio show when we were back on radio and brought a salad and a number of dishes made with just sprouts because he knew that I hated them. And I almost converted. Well, I'd never had any of this, so I don't know. He's going to have to wow, do it all over look. again. Anyway, yes, Stefan. Stefan, if you're listening, going back to the, the food. And then afterwards, you'd have Christmas cake, mince pies, Christmas pudding. It's just a pudding. day of food, isn't it? Uh, Not if you don't like any of it, which I don't. If you don't? I don't like much of Christmas food at all. So you tell me, explain to you. You just mentioned okay. that you would cook. But even if you're no, not cooking, what would the food Christmas, be? Christmas, I don't cook. My mom would want to cook. She wouldn't want to cook at all. Uh, I shouldn't want anybody else to cook. It's like her thing. She likes to cook, blah, blah, blah. And when my mother-in-law is hosting, it's the same with her. So you just take like a dessert or something like that. Um, so traditionally, my mom always starts with some kind of soup, uh, a cauliflower soup or a carrot soup or whatever soup. And then we move on to lasagna, which is honestly where everybody kind of stops because my parents lasagna is the bomb because they do everything themselves the bechamel themselves the bolognese themselves they do it from scratch and it's absolutely amazing so everybody would much rather have a larger piece of lasagna than than to move on to the meat so these last couple of years we haven't actually swapped to meat we just had extra lasagna but growing up my mom would then get some kind of uh, meat of sorts, either gammon, or she'd normally have two, either a gammon and a pork, or a pork and a beef. There was one year she made salmon, which was really random, but it was so tasty. Um, and then she'd have potatoes and vegetables and all of that. Now, I love my mom to bits. She's not likely to hear this, so I'm just gonna go right ahead. But my mom can cook really good lasagna, really good soup, her meat is drier than a hot day in August. The potatoes are bland and the vegetables are overcooked. So I think that is why we all kind of opted to go for the, um, to go for the lasagna. 
Which is better because she has less to cook ultimately, you know? First which is of better. all, I'm going to come back to you on that because first of all, uh, I would say exactly the same thing about cooking in my household when I was growing up. Uh, sprout, there's a reason I, I have nightmares about sprouts. Uh, and I'm not going to go down that road because my mum might listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be me excommunicated. And my second point is, between us, I've mentioned that your mum obviously wasn't that bright because she wrote <laughs> Christmas messages from it's Father Christmas. It's just my mum made this podcast. And you've, you've just slated her cooking. It's your true. Mom, listen, if anybody knows your mum and you're listening to this, please don't tell her. She's really, she has items that she can cook and she can cook really well, like lasagna, like a flan, like a pie. Like she's really good at things like that, very like starchy things, if you know what I mean, just to kind of put a word to the to the food but then when it comes to it like even chicken it's dry if it, veg she just gets it out Des, it's really Des. bad i love her i really Des. do i tell her to her face and and this is another thing i genuinely genuinely don't understand it it's like she's got this fear of leftovers so there is never enough and we are a family of i mean loads of people and now there are loads of kids who are growing, who are You're to saying eat. she doesn't want there to be any leftovers. There's never, there's very rarely enough so food. <laughs> I love so her. So can we just cut to the chase? Because <laughs> this is the interviewer about your mum, obviously. <laughs> so th let's cut to the chase, right? I've said that she must be not bright because she wrote <laughs> her Father Christmas messages in her own handwriting. You said... <laughs> she's a terrible cook. That she's a terrible cook and she's a tight ass. <laughs> To be honest, I think it's more of my dad than my mom because I think he gives her a lot of stick. Like, you're going to make that much? Why are you making that much? And then like, just to shut him up, she just gives in. So, Miskina, I think it's a bit of my dad as well being like a... Tess, can I just say this? Amil, it was really lovely if you wants to invite me around to your <laughs> mum and dad's for Christmas. Two years on the trot, never going to get another invite. <laughs> no, as if. Of course <laughs> you will. Never. Your mum and dad will listen to up. this and they'll be like, right, Trudy, that's it. She's never coming. I mean, leftovers are great, too, because you, you can, even lasagna, you can freeze. For meat, you can't freeze. Okay, I still that, don't get, I, I'm going to move on to the next question, but I am just going to say this. Ah. I do not understand lasagna as an in-between starter for Christmas dinner. Uh -huh, that's, that's, that's a signature, eh? I think she'll remove the soup and not remove the lasagna. She'll remove the meat and then she'll remove the, it's a really good lasagna. I, I, one day I'll get it's you a piece. It's the most random Christmas it's dinner. It's not, da. It's really not. And can, it's either lasagna or cannelloni. It's very traditional. So, Tess, I've asked you what your earliest memory of Christmas is, and it was your mother lying to you, pretending to be Father Christmas. What is your best Christmas memory? Um, this is very recent, actually. So, about four Christmases ago... I'm the youngest of four siblings, yes? My sisters had all gotten married. And Christmas morning, I'm in my 20s, you know? And I jumped on my parents' bed, and I remember just um, cuddling in between them and eating Christmas chocolates from my stocking, which they filled anyway. They still fill it for the four of us, which is, I think is a really sweet tradition they kept. And, um, you know, we're just cuddling and we're like, yeah, this is the last one we're going to have like this, just us three, before I get married next May. And it's like, it was just really sweet. My parents are very affectionate between each other, between us as well. So 
this is why earlier on I was joking around about Dave's affection because this was something that, you know, to me kind of shocked me a bit because I'm so used to getting a cuddle without even needing to ask for it. Obviously, don't get me wrong, I love my husband and he gives me so much more than just cuddles, but, and that's not anything. <laughs> but, um, wow, this she was... says with a pregnant belly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember like, just going on there, running down the stairs and going to their room and being like, oh my God, it's our last Christmas together. And I'm like, it's, this is, next time it's just gonna be you too. Again, it, it was just a really lovely moment I shared with my parents. There are, there are upsides and downsides to being the youngest. Because there are, sometimes my sisters talk about periods in my, in my parents' lives where I, I had no idea about. Then you've got the, the upsides is that I really got to spend a lot of time with my parents. You know, because my sisters had grown up, they had gotten married and all of that. But I have some really lovely memories with just them too, which is really sweet. I love that. <laughs> I also love the fact that you said that your parents still give you a stocking. Of course. Because, <laughs> no, absolutely. Because at my, my you know, ageing 35, if I... It's not that funny. Uh, if I go back to... <laughs> okay, not 35. That's what I tell her. She doesn't look an age over 35. Thanks a lot. <laughs> if I go back to the UK for Christmas, as I have done a couple of years ago, my parents would still give me a stocking. You see, it's a, it's a sweet tradition, I think. I think it's a lovely tradition. What is your worst or funniest Christmas memory? It could be serious or it could be... Let me go for a worst one because that's the easiest I can tell you. My mom's dad died on Boxing Day, I think in 2002. Obviously, it was a very, very hard time because Christmas Day was kind of miserable. And then he, he died on, on Boxing Day the day after that. So it was a little bit incongruous where you want to be happy because it's Christmas and you're sharing presents and all of that. But our nanno was upstairs because he died at home, you know, kind of going through his last moments and all of that. And it completely shattered my mom, obviously her father and my grandma and my aunt and my uncle as well, the whole family. And then for years, years and years, my mother hated Christmas, hated it. I think... The only way things started to change was when my sister started having kids and the kind of beauty of Christmas, you know, came back kind of thing. But it was very miserable. Um, I mean, it's a, you know how it is when somebody in the family dies There's, and, then, and it's festive season and all of this. And then right after he passed away in festive season, you're trying to sort out paperwork and this and that, which is not what you want to be doing in the holidays. So I'm going to go back to a question which you have already answered, which was when did you stop believing in Father Christmas or Christmas Father, as we like to yeah, say no, in Malta? Don't say no, 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 no. Christmas Father is not to be said, okay? Christmas Father, no, okay? We don't say Christmas. You see, here's the thing, Tess. We don't say you Christmas. You can say that. I can't ever get away with that. Yeah, man, no. He's, he's Father Christmas or Santa Claus. He's Which not Christmas Father. Which do you say, Father Christmas or Santa Claus? I think Father Christmas. I don't think I've ever said Santa Claus in my That's life. That's very American, eh, Santa it's Claus? It's very American and it's very young people these days. I think so, I think so. I think I've always said Father Christmas. Because Father Christmas will get you coal. Ah, yes, I think it's always been said to me that way. <laughs> Obviously, I got the coal comment. No? Why? 
because I was not yet an old. Oh, <laughs> oh, if you're not good, then... <laughs> yes. So what is your quirky Christmas tradition? If there's something that you... You just mentioned a couple of things. Uh-huh. Let me give you an example. In my Christmas stocking, there had to be those chocolate coins. Okay. The most pointless and expensive way of eating chocolate. And I don't eat chocolate anyway. But I had to be there. It was a, a quirky tradition. And then when I grew into my late teens, had to go to the local Indian for a pre-Christmas... Yes. For a pre-Christmas so meal before you went to the church for the midnight mass. Okay, so you, mine you'd is rock kind up at the midnight mass, stinking of, of Indian. Indian and beer. Um, my mom started that tradition a couple of... It's really my mom's show, eh, this one. This is dedicated <laughs> so to, to Tez's <laughs> mom. <laughs> um, my mom started that tradition a couple of years ago in order to entice us to go to Midnight Mass. She would woo us in by telling us there's a full English breakfast waiting for you right after that. So obviously, we all went to Midnight Mass. After that, sure enough, it was a full English breakfast, a really lovely tradition I really, really like. So it's nowadays we change it because of my sister's kids because they won't stay up until midnight. It, they, they, they'll fall asleep. So we go a little bit earlier to like a six o'clock mass and then we'll have breakfast. That's really bizarre. It's really lovely. But I, why, why English? Oh, because that's the best breakfast, too, English well, breakfast. Well, thank you very much indeed. Well Eggs done for saying bacon that. and, mm. oh, oh lalo, amazing croissants and all of that. Mm. No, English it's breakfast right. doesn't that, have croissants. Ours does. <laughs> it's an English-French breakfast. Yes, and there's some Italian, I'm sure, because there's salami it's on the a multinational table. <laughs> it's a multinational full breakfast, that's what it is, at completely the wrong time of day. And so, yes, there's Italian Jeez. involved. No. I like that. I like that tradition. And, but you all still go to mass together and enjoy that. Yes, yes, we still do. We still do. Uh, we just go earlier. We don't go at midnight anymore. Which comes back to kind of my first question about what does Christmas mean to you? Because what you have demonstrated it's right family, the way through, uh, through this is family, yes. family, family. And then on Boxing Day, we all go to Gozo together for three days. That's also a, a Christmas tradition. Way too much family. It, it's nice that we're close. I know not every family is the same. I know Christmas to some people is very lonely. I know to some people they have to spend time with their family and they absolutely hate it. It's not the same for us. We try our best. And I can vouch for this because I do remember, you just remembered, you just mentioned people that don't have family. And I remember mentioning to you a couple of Christmases ago, probably about four and a half, five years ago, that I'd spent Christmas on my own. And I was like, no, you can't have that. <laughs> and, and you absolutely like, didn't. Come, you, come. You, you invited me to spend Christmas with you. I, we were working on radio. I uh-huh. couldn't fly back to the UK to be with my family. And you said, let no me come. No problem, come to come us. Come and we'll adopt you. And then you came to my in-laws for New Year's, remember? I do remember very well. I, I remember, remember that well. too. It was lovely. My, my nieces were very excited to have you, obviously. But I would encourage anybody who knows of someone who's going to be on their own at Christmas. Oh, definitely. You feel it twice. You feel it twice as much because it's not just that you are on your own at Christmas. It's that you're on your own and everybody else is, is with uh-huh. someone. No, so do be aware. especially Try pick up um, in conversation that everybody 
has somewhere to go on Christmas, especially somebody who might be single or somebody who might have fam- family who live abroad, who are, are not Maltese, you know, so their family aren't here. So if anybody's listening to this podcast, try and pick up. You can all go around to Tez's house for Christmas. Yes, if you're alone, that is a definite yes, definitely. All right, there you go. Nobody <laughs> should be alone, definitely not. Last question, Tez, and thank you for the open invite to the whole of Malton's turn up at your <laughs> mum's house for Christmas. <laughs> With her bad vegetables and, and her <laughs> Mom is that's, that's gonna just kind of keep the numbers down, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> the lasagna is really good, but I promise. Okay, numbers gone back up again. <laughs> Last question. I'm guessing that this Christmas is going to be a little bit different for you guys. Yes. Because your situation is different. What do you see as the most significant change for you? Tez Sleeper, what are you look most looking forward to? But how is Christmas going to be different? The biggest difference is that I can't drink anything. So that's a bit like, oh, I can't even have a, a glass of mulled wine. And all. I mean, technically, I can't have a glass, but uh, I think that is it, it's a joke, of course. But I mean, it's nice to have it. You have a lot of festivities over Christmas and to obviously not be able to eat certain things or drink certain things is a bit like oh and I'm a real foodie as you know so it's a bit like oh but I don't think this will be the really big change ask me this question in a year when I will have this little one around and he'll be nearly a year old because he's due in March so I think that would be really interesting to see what he'd be like a couple of months because he, he would have shown us his character, you know, a little bit, not like a newborn, you don't really. But I think next Christmas, not this one coming, the one after, I think would be particularly different. This one, I don't, I think I'm just going to be sitting on the sofa a lot because I'm going to be um, nearly seven months pregnant. You're going to get a lot of hand service, waiting, waiting uh-huh, service which is on nice, you. Which is very yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a perfect Christmas gift, I would it's say. Very nice. Well, I wish you a very, very happy Christmas. Uh, Please tell Dave that uh, putting the Christmas tree up uh, just straight (laughs) after Halloween is completely wrong. Are you not going to be, just to finish up, but you're not going to be totally, totally fed up with the sight of your Christmas tree? No, that's cute. I like it. We have a black Christmas tree. Not common, but I like it. And the ornaments are really cool as well because they're Disney-themed. I have obviously some Maleficent ones. And there are some different glass baubles as well. Which can, I, I like. can I just say this, ah, Tez? Ah, for somebody... Who, I love you. <laughs> ah. I believe that Christmas trees should go up on Christmas Eve and down on Boxing Day. Il for two days as if... I also have an aversion to Disney... <laughs> And so I'm just going to say, I love you so much, Tez, but I'm happy not to come around your house until well into 2022. <laughs> Thank you, Tez, so much for being the very first guest on the advent of the interviewer. No problem at all. It's always lovely to chat with you. And the invitation is always open. You can always come for Christmas or New Year's. Not with that Christmas tree. <laughs> Bye.
The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, speciality supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you.